0: Hi everyone, this is the Delivery Space podcast. Whether you're interested in software delivery, business change or transformation, we have some great content lined up for you. We launch into different areas of project delivery and bring you insights and experiences that you won't find from a book. Welcome, this is Nisha and Sharon, and this is our episode on building resilience. Hey Sharon. Hi Nisha, how are you? I'm good. Great to be doing this with you this morning. Likewise. Sharon, what in your perspective is resilience? So I think for me,
1: it's about having those skill sets and techniques to be able to cope with any setbacks. And it's um, using those skills, what is the resilient um, mindset, really. So instead of avoiding a problem, it's being able to kind of tackle it head on. And I read somewhere that it's coping with stress in a positive way. So when people are able to develop the skills to do this, there are so many um, benefits that you can have
0: absolutely I think um, it's that elastic band it's the way I've always visualized it in my head to bounce back from any pain or any um, unforeseen um, problems that you might even encounter in the delivery space yeah absolutely so Nisha can you describe a
1: scenario where you've had to find resilience in a work setting and what some of those benefits were for you
0: sure um well this was a, a true uh, knuckle sandwich that uh, I came across. I remember when I was uh, project managing my first major project, um, it was a rollout of a content-rich customer booking application hosted at a regional data center for a well-known Air Express company. Um, on the day we went live, the business users found themselves taking bookings manually all of a sudden after they experienced the application grounding to a halt um, due to there was a There was a payload impact, shall we say, on the networks. A lot of data traveling, um, to and forth. Um, and especially when you're contending with other core services, um, it was a booking application. So you would get on it to send your parcel, um, halfway across the world or to another country, for example. Um, and, the frustration um from our contact center users was clearly visible uh, as a result my anxiety hit the roof on that day Can you imagine and, <laughs> yeah when i first joined the job i was sent out with the courier so i could see firsthand mm. um what the business was about mm-hmm. um and that That kind of helped me um, ground myself in understanding what was truly important and what the project should achieve. But knowing those users really well that that did um, I've got to admit it did add to my anxiety um and and the way I kind of pushed through that was to keep those communication lines open with key stakeholders Um, I was honest unafraid to let them know that uh, the team and I were working on a solution and also to um feel that range full range of of emotions but to find um those qualities within myself to say right what what are my key strengths that I can use right now to rally the team um you know to deal with the situation at hand um and not to get bogged down by you know the the fact that it was a misstep of mine mm-hmm. um that actually caused um some of uh some of the performance degradation that we were experiencing
1: but I think it's great like you said that you were able to look internally and draw upon some of your key strengths, but you also had the ability to keep communicating.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a truly, um, it's an inside out thing to actually find that resilience within yourself mm-hmm. and then try and move those qualities, um, um, to the surface that you know that you have. It's tricky within those situations, but yeah, this situation taught me a lot. Um, Sharon, where have you had to find that resilience?
1: So I think for me, um, it's frequently because <laughs> working in a PMO space, Sometimes you can go into an environment where you're a PMO of one until Mm. you've built out the team, but I'll probably go back to my graduate management program. So straight out of uni, um, working in the transport sector, and I was doing this um, graduate management program that involved working across different aspects of the business. So I spent time in finance, engineering, and I also had to learn how to drive a bus in London, and No way. <laughs> yep, yeah, I did. And as you can imagine, really scary for me. I hadn't driven a vehicle anything bigger than my Toyota Yaris. So this was really a challenge that I had to take on in a new setting. But one thing that it did do for me, um, pushing through and rising to the challenge, it built a lot of respect from my peers and colleagues and also the team that I was managing. It gave me an insight into truly what the business was about, um, what the people on the ground faced day to day. And when you experience things such as these, it it builds a lot of confidence. It builds a lot of internal strength because you're either going to push through it and move forward or quit, essentially. So it had a really positive outcome.
0: I am forever going to hold that image of you navigating a bendy bus through London traffic in my head as a as a way of actually pushing through that is such great imagery right now knowing what I know of you Sharon that's that's amazing I find it hard to navigate myself through London traffic in my car as it is. So how you did that contending with passengers. Mm. Um, it must have been like a real assault yeah. on your thoughts when you were first put in that position. Yeah. What was that turning point where you could have just walked out of the mm. bus and said, sack this. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, this is just too frightening. I don't have the skills. I, I'm not equipped. I think what was that turning point? Yeah, Describe it. You're
1: right. So. I could have walked away, but the thing is I I wanted to achieve it. I wanted to get through the difficult problem because I find that once you get through those difficulties and get to the other side, it builds Mm. confidence, it builds courage and it builds that internal strength and having that ability to, you know, look back on your achievements helps you move forward. Um, I also had a lot of support from my bus instructor at the time. He was very supportive. He thought it was great that I was trying something (laughs) completely outside of my comfort zone. My parents were really supportive, as was my husband. So, you know, having the support from these people just to say, yes, it's hard now, but, you know, there are many challenges in life. So if you um, push through and pick up the skills and techniques along the way, It really sets a strong foundation for all the challenges that, you know, you face in future jobs throughout uh, the career. So it was a really positive outcome. Thank you for sharing that Sharon. You're welcome. So Nisha, when we think about resilience within a team setting now, what would you say are some of those key
0: characteristics of a resilient team? There's quite a few that I've seen from time to time. Um, but these, these are the key ones that I've picked up and, and from observing teams and being part of, um, some being lucky enough, uh, to be part of some great teams. So, um, when team members give and ask, um, for honest feedback. So I think that actually uh strengthens and empowers the team gets to know um where you can get to know each other so much better um you understand what um gets each other out of bed you're all playing different roles um there's something that each of us loves about the roles that we actually play um on teams so it's it's getting to know those things um and also getting to have um some real honest feedback around what will make us better um, functioning in our roles. I think that really helps where individual agendas um, are also transparent to everyone. So I mean, by that, I mean, There'll be some, um, development objectives that some team members are striving for, for example, um, and they may want to, uh, progress in those and they may see this project as a way of doing that or, um, and it's, it's, it's basically being, um, honest with other team members around those things or your learning and your development areas. Um, so, and there, there are ways in which the the team around you can actually help you, um, achieve those and knowing those also helps make the team a lot more resilient because they know you're growing in a particular area, and where they can uh, they can step in and, and also help out to strengthen your knowledge in that particular area. Conflict, um, we always uh, shy away from um, thinking about conflict. Sometimes in a in a positive way, I feel, and I think conflict within teams actually enhances uh, the quality of those team decisions. Um, it brings a team closer together once you're on the other side of it and conflict is also a signal I think to a team where um, certain levels of communication um, certain conversations need to be had to either clear the air or to um, you know get uh, push through problems that the team are encountering. Um, I also would say where responsibilities are clear within the team, so each one is aware of what they're bringing, the strengths that they're bringing to the team, as well as accountability, where teams have that accountability for uh, you know those the providing solutions um, as well as overcoming um, problems are given full accountability for that um, and that's quite actually it's it's um it's a real empowering thing for teams to to feel that yeah I'd agree with that
1: one <clears throat> on the point of about accountability you know it's so important isn't it in the building resilience so yeah that's brilliant
0: yeah and, and when you're working in the delivery space, you need to be prepped not only for those best, um, scenarios, but also for the worst case scenarios too that we've all experienced from time to time, right? Absolutely. Um, And when you're working on those projects, you're not working alone. You're part of a collective working towards a goal. Every team member plays a part, regardless of that delivery framework that you're following um, or methods that you're using. Um, What qualities have you seen, Sharon, in teams that you've worked with that have pulled you through challenges? So I think
1: for me, it's um, definitely understanding the strengths and weaknesses and um, teams understanding that they are a team. You know, you're not going through this alone as a single person. So being open and honest. And if you need support from another team member who may have those skill sets in a particular area, then asking for help. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's about being open and having the confidence to do that, really. Um, I think this leads nicely into another distinction that it's worth mentioning is that resilience is different from staying in a toxic um, work environment mm. so what we're discussing and describing here is working towards a positive outcome on something and it's important for people to remember that you should have boundaries within the workplace and even outside of work around what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable and uh, resilience is different from staying in a toxic environment um, what are your thoughts on that Nisha?
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think it's important to be clear about what you will and won't tolerate within an environment. Um, I'm feeling, um, feeling comfortable enough to be able to express those boundaries so um some examples can be uh use of aggressive language that you're not willing to tolerate uh, disrespect for your own personal space um for me it is um taking the time out for yourself um uh, for rest and rejuvenation i block out from 12 to 1 mm. in my diary now sometimes that gets overridden um with important meetings that need you know that need to be had however there are times when um i make sure that i do take that time that i need for that rejuvenation for that um mind my uh, refresh if you yeah. like to get some sunshine i'm working from home mm-hmm. um seven uh, not seven days a week mm-hmm. 5 days a week mm-hmm. uh at the moment and it it can get a bit draining just sitting here yeah. in front of your um machine from meeting after meeting after meeting mm-hmm. and being expected to um actually do your day job you know during those meetings as well but i think taking that that time out for me that's my boundary and that's my hard boundary that i'd like to put in place and make sure that i am rested yeah. i am rejuvenated yeah we all need to work towards deadlines but i think it's important um to be able to say as as humans you know we have that right to be able to enjoy our work enjoy yeah. our roles that's a it's a right for everyone to show up to work and have a great day absolutely um, and you, right you can do that when you have those boundaries in place um in terms of the rest that you need the refresh Mm. that you need Mm. you know the rejuvenation Mm. that you need whether it's meditation a walk in the park Mm. um a a chat with your mum during your lunch hour you know to find out what's going on with your parents which sometimes I do yeah um it is important. Think,
1: it's very yeah. important. And
0: I'm similar to you
1: where every lunchtime I go for a walk around the block as well. It's it's important to get fresh air and it just refocuses the mind. So you've got the energy to
0: continue throughout the day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Sharon, what are your takeaways? So for me, I think we've
1: discussed the understanding of strengths and weaknesses So it's important to recognise that you don't have to be an expert at everything. Ask for support and help, and you will receive it, and that takes a lot of the pressure off. Also, making sure that um, we're patient with ourselves and recognise that resilience is built up over time. It's like any other muscle, you know, slowly, slowly, over time, the more that you work it, the stronger it will get, so don't forget that. I think when teams have um, the ability and to have that psychological safety, being transparent and honest, that also sets a great foundation for resilience. And then communicating with stakeholders before they communicate with you. As we know, communicate, communicate, communicate. If you've got an unexpected problem occur, don't be afraid to disclose it. And finally, humour, if you're able to find something fun in a dark moment it helps uplift the team and push them forward through that difficult period.
0: What are yours Nisha? Oh accepting the situation um this helps to calm me down um and it helps me explore uh solutions with the team have that open dialogue Taking that responsibility is also an empowering thing to be able to work towards that solution um, and keeping, as you said, that dialogue open with key stakeholders in the business that you're accountable to. Um, and focusing on that solution. It's not a blame game at that time at all. Um, and it, it shouldn't ever be, actually. Um, and it's it's being able to um yeah, retain that. Um, and guide that attention for yourself and for the team, um, that you're leading, uh, to that, to that, to that problem in hand and and staying focused on that solution. It'll actually bring them closer together, uh, once you've overcome those hurdles. I love your, um, your last point, humor. That always brings things into perspective. It does, doesn't it?
1: Thanks as always to everybody for watching and listening and make sure you look out for our next video.